Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com, where the discovery of self has put a show away. With a thousand plus archive shows and new shows coming to you every Tuesday, we bring you illuminating people from around the globe. Visit our store for their services and books and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my repeated guest is Harriet Kovata from the UK. I interviewed her some years ago, and she has this wonderful program called Her Story Matters. It moved me so much that actually what got me to doing Their Story Matters, because everybody has a story that inspires others in their journey. It helps understanding brings out compassion, shows the ability of what we can achieve, and unites us. Inspiration for invitation. And so she's been doing this for a while, and she wants to leave a legacy to bring 350 million women from around the world into one voice, to fight for those without a voice. She's had a remarkable year last year with four particular events, and she's got a lot of things planned here for 2017. She's dedicated to this completely, walking away from her job, um, pouring herself into this cause, give women a voice, give them an avenue to be uh, as awesome and as empowering and and wonderful as they are, and uh, to help women kind of find that platform in life where they feel they belong. Um, There is a long-anticipated TV show coming this year, um, so we're going to find out all about that. And uh, I'm trying to entice her over here to Canada because I think Canada needs her and a chapter over here. What we'll see, the fishing rod is out there. I think I may have had her hooked. I'm going to try and reel her in. (laughs) Because (laughs) Canada can do with a little of Harriet, most certainly. But let's find out uh, what the organization is doing now. And uh, you can listen to my past show with her and, you know, why she does it. And we're certainly going to be covering that today as well. But let us, uh, let's talk to what she is doing. The reason why she does it is because she's a woman with an enormous heart who believes in women and believes women should have their own empowerment. So welcome to the show, Harriet. Thank you so much, Sarah. Always a pleasure speaking to you. <laughs> oh, it's lovely having you back, it is. And, you know, I follow you a lot. And, and uh, you know, it's amazing. You know, you, you were one woman with an idea. And, you know, you've pursued, you've nurtured um, that idea and look where you are today. Um, and, you know, you are the kind of that beacon, that voice of women to give them a voice. And wherever we are in the world, no matter what color we are, or what country we come from, there is still that um, that thing of trying to kind of uh, close a woman's voice off, isn't it? And not let her yes. be who she is. And, you know, a lot of people think North America is very, very advanced and, you know, women can stand up and speak, but we are looking at a new platform in the United States where they would love to take the voice of women away you know, from them. So we really need to own our voice and make sure it is heard. So yes. tell us more Definitely. about Definitely. Um, I think what the elections have actually showed us is that we still have a very long way to go. Um, there's always been this assumption that women could have their voices heard, but what we clearly saw with America is when the women's voices were, were were spoken, when women raised their voices to start speaking, they were shut down. Now, that that I think that shocked the world, but it also brought us to reality because mm. 
you've been assuming that they they are able to ha have their voices heard but what we clearly saw in the whole of 2016 that that is not true and i think that now the world um the women will start looking at things differently and that women will start now to realize that it is okay where you live you know you can say that you you have the right to speak but once you start speaking about issues that actually touch on the important stuff and that's when you realize that people want to shut you down and mm. they don't want to listen to you have to say and we're clearly underrepresented because uh the women stood up to speak and most of the women stood up to shut them down um so it's it's just having that awareness and having that understanding that not everyone has the same concept of having their voice heard and what your what your concept of having your voice heard is totally different from the concept of say someone in africa or <laughs> somewhere in europe um so i think it, it was very exciting to see it. It was very sad to see it, but it, it also was good to see it because now women realized and recognized the need to unite and have their voices heard. So um, 2016 was really a year for women to actually wake up, I think. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've seen evidence of that, with that, you know, the, the millions of women that did a peaceful march, you know, throughout the continent and even parts of the world. Um, not one single police incident, no crime, nothing, just women coming together in peace, uh, in a voice to say, you will hear us. You yes. will not take away our power. And it's not that women are power hungry, but they want a voice. They want to be heard, and especially about their own bodies, their own careers, yes. you know, their own choices in life. And it's been far too long that men have had the choice over women and no, we want to take back our power. We want to speak for ourselves. So it is an awakening right now and it is exciting times, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, I think it's really good because now um, the generation that, the, the past generation and the now generation are able to stand together united. Um, what I mean by that is that the now generation that had the assumption that their voices usually were heard are now recognizing that it is not so. And what the past generation has always been advocating and fighting for now is becoming somewhat something of the now generation recognizing, okay, we need to carry forward with this. We need to carry this forth. We need to unite and continue to speak. And then they're looking back and thinking, okay, how did they start and where did they start? Where did they start from? Because these are things that our generation, I'm speaking our generation because I'm talking about the millennials where, you know, I fall, I fall into, we somehow took for granted some of the things that the one that the women who preceded us did. Mm -hmm. So now we're looking back and saying, okay, this is what they did. And we appreciate what they did. And we're, we're noticing, well, there is a gap that we, we clearly need to step up together and move forward to, you know, have our voices heard and have these issues really tackled because if if someone so prominent can stand up and talk about women in that way you know it just makes you realize that we do have a long way to go but yeah. um it is good that we we're having that discussion it is good that it, it happened you know i i always try to look at the good in things because now we can take this conversation and do something about it exactly you know um i remember you know vice Pre pence president whatever it is um he I don't know, tweeted or Facebooked or something saying, what's wrong with these men allowing their women 
to to march and it's like you know that statement alone is the reason the women are marching and we're not yes. just talking women um of suppressed color we're talking of every type of woman out there because this isn't uh, this isn't a color boundary although you do have countries obviously where it's far more evident yep. you know, where they don't have any choice whatsoever but you know when we're looking at the free world um everybody thinks that the white woman you know has it in the bag and no there are many many white women suppressed just as yes. much as any other color this is a women's issue right yes yeah all women yeah um and you know what what it's making people realize a lot more is especially because when i started her story matters i was thinking well we're going to tackle um so, you know south american countries and you know indian country the, the countries in india and probably in africa but then what i found is when when we start the deeper we went with organization um the more i realized that, that the women in the west are still not liberated as yeah. we thought yeah because we focus so much on the women on the women in Africa quite rightly so because they also are, are, are you know are oppressed but what i found as well was that the women in the west were really oppressed in in such a way you know for instance having equal pay or you know just being able to um go for a match that's also a, an issue why you know for for a man to actually say who would allow their yeah. women to go out marching that's just ridiculous because now you, we, we are having the reality of what is going on in people's homes and in uh, as much as men say they do support women that there is a degree of okay why would women do that kind of thing and i think men need to also be brought to a place where they understand why women do this and what the plight of women especially so to be able to make this work because if that man would sit there and think why are the women going there why are their husbands letting them do that there's clearly something wrong in you know in society yeah, yeah, there is no equality in that relationship whatsoever yeah and you know you still yeah. very much got even in the western world you know um uh, women being paid um you know quite considerably less uh than men for the same job um so you know and also you know men being chosen over women for a job um yeah. and you know especially if you're looking at color it will be the white man uh, yes. over everything else and so you know we we we've stepped into an era of fairness and mm. you know and that's because women have stepped into kind of roll up the sleeves, become mamas and go, ah, 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 everybody's been very, <laughs> very naughty here. And there's a few spankings that need to happen. And we've got to sort of set you straight, right? And I think this is where women are at right now. They're doing it with tough love. And, you know, the, yes. like the march and, the, and everything else we do is not riotous. It is with tough love. This behavior has gone on long enough and we're not going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know it. It for me, it's an exciting time, um, because obviously um, it comes at a time when we, you know, her story matters is actually amplifying the women's voice. Um, at the moment, we've got our, our our campaign running, which is hashtag One Voice, and to think about when we thought about doing hashtag One Voice, we didn't know that we'll be getting into a time where women's women uniting under one voice is going to be crucial and um it is it, it's quite exciting to see what is unfolding and also it makes us realize that there is such a great need for mm. what we are doing 
which is really, really good, especially for women to unite in one voice, because it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what color you are, because as, as a woman, there's some things that all women go through equally. And um, it could be at different degrees. It could be um, totally different circumstances. Um, for the Western women, it's equal pay, you know, for probably the woman in Africa, it could be domestic violence, mm -hmm. but whatever it is, you still be being oppressed. And that's what we're addressing. It's not about um, where you live. It's about the condition of how you're living and how we need to amplify our voices to make sure that those things change for the better because they can change. You know, we've, we've seen those changes in people. We've seen um, circumstances where you, you speak to the gentleman and you help them see that, you know, if, if you treat this woman any different, then the society does change because then your children grow up a lot happier. They grow up with a different mindset. And, you know, there's so much that changes when, you know, when we change our attitude to the women, when we start appreciating them and treating them very well in the society. And um, it's very interesting because I was having a conversation with my mom one day and my mom was telling me how in their time, how women were really very well treated. Um, she was telling me how her grand, how her dad actually treated her so well. Like she, you know, she, they were valued. The women were valued then. And I was sitting down listening to and I'm thinking, so what changed? Mm. What changed that generation to our generation? What, you know, what triggered this change? And it's something that still baffles me because it's within this generation. You know, my, my granddad couldn't have been that old, you know, if, if he was still alive, he'd probably be in his, you know, 100 and something, which is not that old when you think of it. Right. So she's had a different experience with her father. So w where did things change and how did they change? So it's just interesting to see where all of this happened and why some men feel the need to oppress the women to make sure that they can't get certain things from society. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things that we always look at or we have discussions about. There's a lot of kind of sense of entitlement from men. You know, it's a, a sense of ownership and an entitlement and a sense of duty. You know, I always say we're born to be of service to each other, but we're not born to be servants. And the servitude seems to have become more prevalent rather than being of service because, you know, this is what you want to do. Uh, service is choice. Servitude isn't. Um, and, you know, I think somewhere along the line, the guys got the message that uh, they wore the pants and they can do anything and there was no accountability. And, you know, let's take the U.S. president. That is a very, very clear, evident case with him. Uh, there is no accountability. Um, he does what he wants, says what he wants, gets away with it. And that now lets us become a complete door opener for others to do the same. Where women on the other side are saying, boundaries, no, you will not treat me this way. So instead of us getting ahead of the battle, we're now having to fortify even more with the battle because somebody's given permission for that behavior to be all right. And we're standing up and saying that behavior is not all right. So it's a re-education that has to happen all over again. And it's going to have to come from us, the women. Yes, yes, definitely. And um, one, of, one of the things that we're getting into um, in 2017 with her story matters is um, we're, we're looking at communities as a whole um, because 
we want to be able to effectively change regions and to be able to do that we need to take account uh, sorry we dropped person in the community and what we're doing now sorry um what we what we want to do is to be able to effectively you know touch or educate even the youngest in in the community like mm -hmm. for instance what you did just say about the the current president um, of United States of America what happened is what he has said and what he has demonstrated what now we have to do is we need to go back and re-educate our young girls and our young boys because um, we need to let them know that it is not right and that the best way of doing that is actually going down into the communities and demonstrating not just speaking to them mm -hmm. but demonstrate that it is okay for the girl child to go to school just as the boy child is going to school because these differences start from when they're very young. I'm talking about, you know, African communities, for instance, or the Asian communities where the girls do not go to school, the boys go to school. So what we need to do is, deep down to the community, we need to say, well, young boy and young girl, both of them are going to go to school. We need to demonstrate that both of them are important in the mm. society because that's where the change starts. Because if a boy child goes to school and sees the girl child staying at home doing their housework, then the boy has that sense of entitlement. Yes. If the boy child goes to school, comes back home and sees all the girl does is looks after their home, cleans, tidies up and does not have an education, then when he grows up, when he comes out of that community, there's some things which are engraved in him. So regardless of where he goes to live in the world, he's still going to have that image at the back of his mind. So what we need to start doing is to start changing that perception from a very young age. And also when, when we're doing that with the girl child and the boy child, as they are going to, both of them are going to school, what we need to demonstrate in the community as well is that we are re-educating these women to be able to have different skills so that they can be able to work and earn the money for themselves. Because if that boy grows up seeing the mom sitting at home again, the dad is bringing everything again there's domestic violence and the mom does not do anything, then what we're showing the children as they grow up is this is a cycle that needs to continue. So wherever the girl goes, this is going to be the norm for her. And wherever the boy goes, this is going to be a norm for him. And to be able to change society. So we're talking about lasting change. We're not talking about just changing the legislation because you can change policies and you can change legislations. But if you do not change that mindset from yeah. the word go, then in 10 or 15 years to come, we're still dealing with the same thing, which is domestic violence. We're still dealing with the same thing, which is rape. So all of these things need to be brought into the community very early in, you know, when the kids are still young, I think. And then when when people in high positions act act out terribly, you know, make remarks about women, it's not going to damage the society that much. Actually, that man is going to stand out as a prick, yes. <laughs> so as to say, because everyone's going to be thinking, and where, where is that man thinking from? Because let's be honest, if really and truly the men in our society and the women in our society had been shown about, had, had been demonstrated equality, not just hearing about it, not just seeing it in books, not just seeing women marching in the streets about this. We're talking about lasting change. This, this is probably going to take about 50 years because we're talking about the newer generation coming up. If, if a man in position stood up and said something like that about women, then the men would be like, well, what an awful thing to say. And no one would actually support you. Exactly. 
whether you have money or not, everyone would just be put off because they'd be thinking, I don't know where you come from, but you need to get some manners. Not not giving excuses for what you've said and right. calling it locker room conversation. Right. Or saying that, oh, it's not so bad. It's 50 years ago or 20 years ago. He still said it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Everyone would be so Accountability. Um, Is it? I did a show a little while ago, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, that's mind-boggling, and the sex trade. And everybody thinks the sex trade is just runaways or, you know, poor countries, etc. And it, it hits everybody on every level. And the sex trade is worth more than what Google, Nike, and uh, another big industry did in one year. And yeah. it, And we have to look at that in its horrificness and look yeah. at who are the people buying it right yes it's, you know the the people who are um snatching these women girls and boys and making them into sex slaves they're supply and demand well mm. the people that are demanding are those people that have no value on yes. on the child on the boy on the girl they have no value. They only have a sense of their right, right? And so we need to address them. And we need yes. to address why they have this sick need and uh, where this came from and how to put a stop to it. And they're, they're actually trying to put a stop to porn because they say porn is the catalyst to it. But we've got to look at, right from the word go, in what household did they grow up where this would be okay to do and many of these people these perps are married with children themselves yet it's yes. okay for them to go and have sex with a, another child mm -hmm. right you know so there is a sickness here and it needs to be addressed and this is when you know i say mama the women need to come in and roll their sleeves up and you know box a few ears and say this is behavior that we're not going to tolerate anymore um, and it's yes. going to come from that re-education. It has to come, you know, right from the kitchen table, doesn't it? Definitely, yes. Um, with sexual exploitation, what we are trying to do with that is, most of the time what we found out is in communities, especially in, pure com in, in very poor communities, what happens is, there we go again, because this just does not affect the girl child. It also affects the, yeah. the boy child. So what happens is when, when you... Go, when we go to communities, what we're trying to do now is um, obviously offer uh, to take these children to school because obviously these children, um, not in a bad way, but they, they end up being burdens in this home. And I'm saying this because these parents, their parents have them and they can't afford to keep them. Yeah. They can't afford to feed them. You know, this is another thing. Education is needed. Um, but now that the children are here, we need to deal with the children, right? So we we come into communities, we take the children to school and then what we do is we educate the women and the men and give them um, an opportunity to start businesses maybe you know go and farm because that's one thing that is very easy it's easy to farm you you know you get food for your children and if anything is left over you're able to sell you know depending on how um, how good you are in in business then you're able to sell it because cities need food anywhere all the time organic produce so when you bring these solutions in communities what you're doing now is you're taking away the power of someone coming in and offering small change to these hmm. women or this men to take these children you know um 
when when we're tackling things like sexual exploitation, it's very, very necessary to look at it from both ends. It's very necessary to obviously put in the policies in place and putting accountability because what happens is this trade is so massive in to the extent that children are still being trafficked from it's and it's not just an African or no. an Asian problem anymore. You no, find terrible. children who are from the world who you know this is happening to which makes us realize that it, it is an epidemic that needs to be looked up it, it needs to be looked into and another thing is that these children are not just used when when they're trafficked they're just not used for sex some of them are used as um as slaves in the home you know so there's so many different areas and different aspects of um of, of that kind of trade and it's one of those things that makes me really sad and I spoke I once spoke to a woman who deals with this and you know it's quite rightly you said there's it's very lucrative but yeah. also it's very hard to get convictions yes. because the people behind this are not poor people these are these are very big people in places of position so the, the closer you get in solving these this issues, the harder it gets for you to be able to access those people. Or I've heard of instances of um, where people lost their lives because they were trying to find out who, who is behind this. So uh, that, that, you know, the exploitation and the sex trade, definitely, I, I would love us to be able to crack into that. Yeah. And not just to be able to save a few children out of it, to be able to save millions and millions of children out of it, because it is millions of children. Oh, that yes. Actually I mean, it's bigger than the tra drug trade. But nobody yeah. talks about it. I mean, I've done several shows on it. And the sex trade yeah. is not sexy. You know, this, no. is, this is, you know, brutality at its worst. You know, taking someone and forcing them to have sex um, against their will and enslaving them you know, is um, is is mind-boggling, and, and the fact that it is so prevalent today, and uh, yeah. you know, and it isn't just happening; it's predominantly women, but it most certainly is happening to young boys as well. And uh, it's sick; it's very, very sick. But we have to look, as with everything, we have to look at the consumer, because without a consumer, these people wouldn't have the power. So you know, yes. I remember that at one point uh, here in our province uh, in Canada, uh, they started a campaign where the cops would take uh, pictures of people's cars and their, you know, their um, driver's uh, tag and, uh, um, and publicize it. And so, you know, m we wives were discovering their husbands were picking up prostitutes and it was kind of the shame project. And, uh, you know, perhaps if we did that more, you know, the fact that they can get away with it is the reason why they keep doing it. So, you know, it's, it's not mm, just going sure. after the people snatching. We need to go after the Johns, uh, you know, after the people that are, that are y the consumers and uh, make it harder and make it more shameful and more public, you know, what mm, they're doing. Def definitely. So, definitely. And this is where women need to band together, isn't it? You know, we need to educate our children right from the word go. Your body is yours. Say no, scream, run. You know, don't speak to strangers, don't go with anybody you don't know. We need to do that. And we need mm -hmm. to have this kind of network where we look out for each other's children um, and for each other as women. Because yes. this isn't just happening to kids. This is happening to you know yeah. women that are just out shopping or working. They get snatched. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I these, these things usually baffle me because... Mm. Um, we have way we have 
more women than men in society. Yes. We, we've got the power. You know, we've got the power to do this. We've got the power to change a lot of things. It's just the unity that is needed. And I think the, the sooner we unite, the, the better, the better, you know, yes. the sooner, the better. Because most of these issues, what, what, what will, ev- you know, eventually happen is we'll constantly and keep talking about it, but nothing will change. Because I've seen communities where the children are being raped and the women don't want to say anything about it for fear of losing their husbands who are actually doing that because of poverty again yes. see so um it's just so disheartening that you can you can actually see a woman being you can see a woman being abducted and say nothing about it or you can see a woman being raped and say nothing about it i just find that very um, but as you said, hard you, know, to... you help them find a way to you know um make money for themselves and support themselves and support their family it gets to a point they don't need the man they can kick that yeah. man right out, you know, and the reason why they stay there a lot of the time, obviously, is fear, fear of their own lives. Yes. But a lot of it is fear of where are they going to live, where because they'll get kicked out onto the street with their children or maybe without their children. And then yes. they'll worry about what happens with their children. So the more we empower the woman to stand on her own two feet to be self-sufficient, um, the more we're empowering that change to happen. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, another area that actually needs to be really looked at is politics because we don't have enough women in politics. So our voices really cannot be represented because obviously the men would not be able to understand our plight and they would not be able to put forward policies or suggestions that would definitely affect the women. So I think, you know, if we have women in those key places, and not just one or two women, if we had a lot more women in those places, then definitely change would be inevitable. It, they would have no choice but to listen to us. Well, you know, like, um, with the, I agree with you, the more women in power, the more women that speak out, the more women that invite other women to stand up and change the policy. Um, but we, you know, again, let's look at the states where everybody they've put in power are wanting women to go back to barefoot and pregnant in the in the kitchen um, and taking the rights of women away like Planned Parenthood and everything else. And this is an opportunity, I think, for us to everywhere in the world to stand up and say, I don't care that you're in power. Uh, we are not going to give you the power over our bodies, over our, um, you know, our lives. And uh, we have to stand up in unison against that and keep, you know, it's not a march every week. It's but keep our voices going. Bombard them with emails. Bombard them with letters. You know, bombard your your MPs. Um, obviously, in the in the case of Trump, tweet tweet him. You know, millions of tweets every day. You know, <laughs> um, find out. You know how, and just keep at it. Don't just stand up today. Just keep your voice at it until we drown theirs out and we change the policies. Yes, yeah, I think that would that would be very key um, because things things definitely are, are not going to change unless we do something about it and we do something totally different about it because we've been doing something about it for so many years clearly um, and taking strides you know we have to give honor where it's due because those who have been before us have actually taken great Mm -hmm. strides and helped a lot of women and a lot of children but I think it's time to be a lot more aggressive with this um, because 
if we don't get aggressive um, in terms of lobbying and campaigning and bringing women together and being more intentional because it's good to say this is what we're doing but we have to be a lot more intentional why are we doing this and what is the outcome that we think or what is the outcome that we want and then just collaboration we we need to find organizations that can collaborate and we have strength in numbers you know collaborate and find people who do totally different things it, there's no point in doing the same thing all of us yeah. doing the same thing so if there's women who are lobbying for the government women who are lobbying for education women lobbying for the parliament when all of these organizations join together there's bound to be a change because all of you represent different areas yeah. in in society you know and i think that's one of the things that's actually missing at the moment and i hope that changes as well because when we unite and deal with this because if you start bringing in policies then the people who are aware of the political um language can come in and say well the policies state this but this is what we want and this is the loophole that we've got you know it's just we, we really need to do something in a different totally different way we need to just be really aggressive and fearless as we go forward and really bold about it i'm glad about what happened with the marches because we clearly we clearly showed solidarity we clearly showed unity and we did it in you know without causing any problems we didn't destroy anything so that shows that when we unite we can do it in in a very um a very productive way uh but then again we i think we need to have more of this to be able to say to the world and the men hey things need to change and for the women who still don't understand we need to let them understand what is actually going on you can ha- you can live in in a home where you don't have any issues your husband is amazing and your children are very well behaved your your circumstances are different but i tell you that you unless you're in your own world that's when you're not going to be affected you're still affected Yes. Even if you're not act- affected in your home, you're affected in one place. It, it could be at, at your workplace. It could be where you probably go and shop. And when we understand that just because I'm safe where I am does not mean I'm going to be safe in the next place. If I don't fight for women, who knows? It could be you. It could be it could be at your doorstep tomorrow. Yes. And I think when we realize that, then things will definitely change because um, there has to be an element of unity without having that selfishness of, well, it's not my issue. I, I don't understand that. I don't go through that because yeah. it could come to your doorstep today. Exactly. You know? And if you're a woman, it's your issue. Uh, if you have a daughter, it's your issue. If you have a son, it's your issue. Um, you know, it's it's a global humanity issue, you know, and I think we've also got to kind of look at the times. How do people mm. receive information with millennials? You go through social media, you go through mm-hmm. Instagram, you post statements, you post, um, uh, you know, truths that have happened. You, you post examples, you post testimonies, um, you keep educating them through the social media you get people that they look up to you know uh, being open and honest about how to treat each other you know this yeah. is the, you know we have to come at it from the way that people are going to listen and when we're looking at our young people which are our future leaders and these are the mm-hmm. people that we kind of do the moving and the shaking right now we have to educate them uh, as to how and uh, that in turn will then come back to the older generation. Yes. Okay, uh, I see that. I guess the way we've been doing it isn't working. 
So this is something that we've all got to step up to the plate and uh, um, use whatever platform we have, whatever voice we have. Um, and it's a question of if somebody does tweet something or Facebook something or Instagram something, that's degrading. I'm pointing out, I'm sorry, I won't accept that. That is degrading. You know, don't, yes. go, don't go attacking because that's counterproductive. But go there <laughs> and just point out that that behavior is not acceptable. Yes, yeah, um, it's true. Pointing out it's not acceptable and re-educating yeah. why it's not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, because I find if we react, then you know you're you're just lowering yourself to that yeah. person's standard, and then it, it you know it loses the value. Um, but that is that that is true. I always say um, the the younger generation has definitely got the zeal. The older generation yeah. has got the wisdom, so we, mm. we need both the wisdom and the zeal to be able to move forward. The young generation can do things that the old generation cannot, but they also need the wisdom. Um, the old methods, they did work in that time, but I also believe that there are some things that they did that can be integrated to what we're doing to be able to make uh, a greater impact, because if they didn't do what they did, then we wouldn't be able to have the freedom that we so have now. For instance, being able to vote as women, being yes. able to have land or have homes as women without having the approval of your husband or your father. You know, there's so many things that we take for granted because we were not born into it. You know, yes. we didn't see how they had to lobby and struggle for us to be able to have that. And I think those are things that it's good to remind the younger generation that this is what we had to do and this is where it got us to. So you're picking this up and passing it to the next generation. For instance, the next generation will, the, the next generation will have that awareness of well, you've, you've had what one of the most powerful presidents in the whole world was, you know, was a black man. Yeah. And that is going to be something that's something my niece who is seven does not find fascinating because she's thinking well she was born in it right and she's seen her whole you know her whole little age she's seen that happen so she's thinking well it is possible but for the generation before her did not see that yeah. we've got Theresa May now which makes us be in a better position yes we did have Margaret Thatcher but some of us were not there when she was there mm -hmm. so now we've got you know, we've got this woman here and now we're seeing that she's, you know, she's capable of taking the country forward. And, you know, there's other amazing examples all over the world, but they don't get highlighted. You see, no. they don't get highlighted because women do not see, women do not see this. They, we don't make them visible. And well, I think it's, it's time to, to start making these people visible. We, yes. The men are going to make us visible. They want us to be yeah. invisible. So we, we have to make ourselves visible. And, you know, the, the yeah. amount of entrepreneurs out there today, I think it's 55% of entrepreneurs out there are women. Um, yeah. And, you know, running their own businesses and realize I'm not going to get ahead in the man's world. So I'm going to take what I know and create my own. And we're seeing yes. more and more of that. And, of course, more and more solopreneurs working from home, doing their businesses, being able to still, you know, be uh, a mum to the kids and, you know, being able to empower themselves through this. And, you know, this is something we need to highlight more. This is what we do here on Self-Discovery Radio. Um, we take people who've embraced that redirect, that have found their meaningful purpose, that are now sharing that beautiful service and the tools and their knowledge with the next next generation or the um, other people so they can embrace their own journey. And this is why stories matter, don't they? 
because yeah. they are what keeps the wisdom going and then somebody picks up that wisdom uses it in their way creates something themselves and then shares that wisdom with someone else and the domino effect yeah. continues yes yes um that is true um if if we're talking about highlighting different people um i love what you do because obviously you feature women doing amazing things and um it's actually a global platform because it's on the internet you know yes. everyone can have access to it which is a good thing about what you do and also having um having the the people that you feature being viewed by a different audience Yes. which necessarily would not know about them if they did not appear on you know on your show and i believe that's very important to take note of and um one thing that we we started doing a lot more with her story matters is to give other people the opportunity to send us a small you know something small about themselves like it could be a sentence um i love having my children around i'm fighting for you, for my children our story matters um and then hashtag one voice you know i spoke about the one voice campaign and the reason why we're doing this is because we have to portray um we have to portray include and show women from all over the world mm -hmm. and it's it's just been so amazing how women have responded to it especially in um in the asian and african countries because now they feel that they're part of something they feel like um, there is a place where they are appreciated and they are embraced. And what has been remarkable about that is I've been able to see, you know, we take so many things for granted. And by doing this this campaign, One Voice campaign, I've been able to come across many young women who are now doing more courses in sciences and they're, more, they're interested in technology. And I found it fascinating because these are things that we take for granted. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, I did science. I know how to use, you know, the computer. I know how to use mod cons. I know how to use all of these things. Um, they come with manuals. They come with this. But we take it for granted that there's some people out there who actually are interested in it, but they've never had the opportunity to use it. And their interest goes beyond just being able to use it. They want to know how it works. And they want to be able to build these things themselves. And this has given me an opportunity to meet women who have that passion and i tell you it's it's amazing to see young girls be passionate about science because mm -hmm. i was you know science was whew, past my exams but it's so good to see that there's there's such a diversity with the younger generation and they're embracing it and they're taking on this territory which we quite rightly have to acknowledge it's always been male dominated so for a for a girl to wear an overall and all this headgear for them it's you know for years they've been mocked doing yeah. this do you understand they've been yes. mocked because you're wearing you're wearing overalls for goodness sake you're in a construction site yes you're an engineer but you're in a construction site and just think about this woman's life every time you go into work 99% of people are men you know and you have to be in this environment. Can you imagine the kind of tenacity that this woman has? Yes. These are things we take for granted. But when I started looking at it like that, I realized that there are some women out there who do amazing work. They are strong and they need to be featured. Yes, exactly. Because they become that inspiration. You know, they yeah. become that testimony. They become that invitation 
for other people to start you know owning their own story and uh, writing their own story for themselves and not having it written for them you know we are so inspired by the people that have gone before us by the things that they've managed to achieve that we thought was impossible and you mm -hmm. know when you look at their story every single one of them really had a hard time getting there you know they yes. had to go through a great deal of pain and suffering somewhere in their life but instead of giving up or giving in they stood up and they owned it and they said this has just made me stronger this has just made yes. me more determined this has just yes. given me more ability this has just made me understand more of what I can do um, and when we celebrate that and stop making people feel guilty or apologetic or that there's something to forgive you know um, mm. things like rape you know, if a woman's been raped, why must she hide it? Why must she be ashamed sure. of it, right? You know, is own it. Because now you're not just a rape survivor, you're a rape survivor. From that experience, you decided to take your own life back and follow a different path and not be defined by it. Look how liberating that is for other women that have been down that same road. It's true. Um, it's so remarkable because... Um, you know, when people say to you, oh, you know, you're very inspiring. I I usually don't think I am inspiring. I think I get inspired mm -hmm. by other people more than anything else. So they inspire me to keep going because I'm usually thinking, wow, if you can go through that and still go about your business, I have no, I have no excuse. Exactly. <laughs> I have no exactly. excuse to stay at home and cry over this. I really have no excuse because... I mean, there's some strong women out there, and it, it's just so amazing. And I think if we were able to highlight them a lot more, if we were able to have them be featured a lot more for, for everyone to be able to see, I think these are the things that would actually unite women because women would be thinking, wow, you know, so this can be done. Someone can be this strong. Someone can have these kind of qualities. And I think that would inspire a lot more people to be able to do uh, amazing stuff. Exactly. And, you know, let us not write out the men here. You know, we were talking before we were on the air of Jan Borg of Womanity. He yeah. He's a, you know, a billionaire that took his, uh, a great deal of his money, put it into Womanity, where he, you know, sponsors women going to school. Um, he started radio stations in, I think, Saudi Arabia or third world countries for women to speak to women. And, uh, you know, he said to me, but they, they only have 14 percent, 40 male listenership and I said you've got 40% male listenership in countries where male dominates and they're listening to the women that wow. is, is a feat in itself that is such an accomplishment because those women in their conversation are educating those men on how to treat mm. women right? mm. and now those men teach their sons how to treat women so we That's mustn't amazing. write the men off here. We must invite them to join us. Invite yes. them to stand with us. Invite them to celebrate us. Yes, to, yes, know, to, definitely. To, to love us in, in, our, in our new stance, in our new persona, uh, to celebrate the achievements that we do, not be intimidated by us, because that becomes a huge invitation to men to embrace women in all their empowerment. Yeah, um... We we had an event called Women in Leadership, and this was in November last year. And um, what I deliberately did was I had one of the 
speakers as a man. And the reason why I did that is, you know, many people were saying to me, oh, why do you have a man as a speaker? Because sometimes women tend to forget just because it's called women in leadership. And when I began to explain to them that he has given, you know, he, he has a television station and he has given women so much opportunities to be able to come and be featured on television to work in an environment which is male dominated, right? And to be able to go ahead and do greater things. He is the one who gave most of those women the opportunity to do that. So when I began saying that and you know, I personally know him and he's been very inspiring in, in my journey and he's given me so many opportunities and helped me learn so much that I wouldn't have learned otherwise, yeah. you know. And when when I said that, that's when they thought, oh, okay, because they were looking at it like, oh, it should be all women. Yeah. And we had a, we ha- we also had male audiences in the place. And do you know, afterwards they came to me and they said, we really need more of this. Which made me realize that as much as we empower women, you know, things like women in leadership and talking about different issues that we face, it is quite rightly so, as you're saying, we need to involve the men because once they sit in our midst and understand our plight yes, and actually see other men who are helping the women, it makes them go home and actually think about it because the men that we had in, 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 in the audience are young men. So they will go back home. And they will think about what we spoke about. They'll look at their mothers differently. They'll look at their sisters differently. And they'll start giving them support. And they will start giving more women in the community support. So that was just so remarkable, um, getting the feedback from the men. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to having more men in in our audience and us speakers. And quite rightly so. We're we're trying to change the men's approach to women. We're trying to yes. uh, get them to respect women more. Uh, the equal pay, the equal rights, listen to our voice. You know, we've got something to contribute. We're not going to do that by ostracizing the men and making it women versus men. We need to do it by educating the men on how women, uh, when treated right, will bring so much more to the table yes. on every level. And the more we do that and the more they see us in our empowerment and not catty and not bitchy um, and mm. not segregated and see how capable we are, the more they'll open their eyes and open their doors to us. Definitely. Um, one of the other things that we're doing is we, we have the magazine, which is Hastory Matters magazine, which is um, every quarterly. And in the magazine, we have male contributors, which which was very um, weird for some some of our, our you know our audiences but what what they found is when they went to read the articles you know they found that it was very empowering for them as well and it's been very um empowering for the for the men who are contributing to be able to be part of this to be to be able to be part of um a place where you can inspire women with what you do and be able to understand women because obviously if you're going to contribute to the magazine when the magazine comes out you're sharing it out to your you know to your peers who might be men but also showing that synergy because i think sometimes what we tend to do as women is we we go around empowering women so much and I, i always say this as much as i love empowering women i'm always talking about doing it with men yes so as we empower the women, because obviously the women need a lot more work, they need a lot more empowering, they need a lot more, you know, go Supporting. get this, you're strong, mm-hmm. do this, you need 
know, they need the support. And the men come in as number one, being able to encourage and to support and to be able to take what the women are doing into a different level, which is giving it access to the male-dominated side, which means that they give the, the more men exposure of what these women are doing and what we're doing. So I always say there's always a synergy, um, and it's very interesting. Um, I'm the only female in the whole team. <laughs> for <laughs> most of the people I work with, are, um, most of the people who work for me, not even most, all of the people who are in the core team are men. And these men have been so supportive, and sometimes they come out with some, you know, some amazing concepts that sometimes I think, oh my goodness, you know, it, it's amazing how so many men out there are ready to you know work with the women yeah. and support the women it it's just that we need to like you quite rightly said about young we need to give them more of the platform and highlight them more as well so that we can see that there's you know there's the um partnership going going on with the male and the female which is really good but yes my core team is is men uh when we have the campaigns and everything else that's when we have more women involved but the core team is men and it's been so amazing you wouldn't even think so but you know sometimes they come up with things and i'm like i didn't even think of that you know which <laughs> is really good to have their perspective of doing things we're looking at partnerships we're looking at collaboration and i think sometimes we've got to stop looking at each other as a sex and start yes. listening to our content you know, start listening yeah. to what we're contributing. This isn't a woman speaking saying this. This is a human being saying this. Yes. And if we yes. start looking at that and stop, you know, sexualizing everything and just look at, you know, what has been said, what has been done and just look at that. We're all in this together. And, you know, this might be a woman's point of view. This might be a man's point of view, which rounds things up. But stop yes. looking at, you know, as as the, you know, the, the sexes. I think that will be, you know, part of the stride of moving forward. Yes, yes, definitely. De you know, definitely. I think if we come up with more of a solutions approach, then we're able to look at it as um, ideas and concepts and steps on which we can move forward rather than who is contributing towards it or how they're contributing yeah. towards it. More looking towards how we're going to do it. Yeah, it, it, it does make sense. Yes, definitely. And, you know, when we're looking at... Um you know, uh, men, there are many, many, many men that support humanity, be it both men and women. And, and these, you know, are men that truly understand the gift that women bring to the table. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, they don't look at it, oh, you're a woman, I'm going to do business with you. They look at this is your, you, who you are as a person, as a character, and what you're contributing. And that is what I'm welcoming to the table. Um, you know, we've got to be very careful that in our fight for the rights for women that we don't become men bashing. Um, no. Because that is not going to solve anything. We're wanting to empower ourselves by show that we can be an empowerment to the male species and that we can bring to the table just as much as they do. And we can only do that if we do it with dignity and respect. And, um, and you know, our own um, profound ownership of self. Yes, um, I, I, it is very key in moving forward and um, one of the things that we're doing at the moment is um, uh, my business partner and myself are starting off uh, um, an initiative, we are calling it Business Journey 365 and with a Business Journey 365 what we're doing is we're looking at different people's businesses 
or rather people will come to us and we coach them through the whole business concept you know this is the idea i have and this is what i would like to do and you know this is how i i'm presenting it to you how do you think we should go on about it and we decided to come with this because obviously there's there's a great need for both men and women to be coached in business and because obviously we have more experience with women and we have been having so many men who want to be part of what we're doing and want to be part of being able to um be part of the success story in businesses that we we look after so we thought of the best way of incorporating them is to be able to bring them together under that business journey 365 and then what we do is in 365 days we take you on a journey from you being able to have your business idea to being able to start your idea and get it off the ground and running in 365 days which is like in one year mm-hmm. um the good thing about doing that is because within that journey then the men are also able to share their story you see yeah. and then within that journey um the men because they're going to be mixed with the women uh, it's going to um have a a really um what's the word it's going to have that cutting edge concept because we're so used to having you know women uh, women coach coaching women or women just being coached but having an environment where you're going to have both men and women being coached is going to be amazing because both of them can learn from each other yes both of them can be able to go on this journey together and be able to and this is the the most exciting part the women will have an insight of what it feels to be a man the yeah. man will have an insight of what it feels to be a woman and how they handle different issues and why they need more respect when it comes to business when why they need more time out because some people just don't understand it and um it's something that we're very excited about because we want to see how it's going to pan out at the end of it and you know how um what kind of feedback we're going to get because it's something we haven't done before um but yeah definitely I'll be back in you know we we are launching it February 1st uh at the end of one year after february 1st i think i will be coming back to give you the feedback yeah and, and i think it, i think you'll find it highly successful because you know what you're doing is bringing balance right you know yes. we're, we're not all one story you know when we everybody puts on the table their story you know that feast of information that feast of knowledge and understanding is absorbed and eaten by everybody and now everybody takes yeah. that information and integrates it into their own lives and it changes their practices it changes their understanding you know the the ricochet effect from this the ripple effect from this can be so positive and i think it should be yes. a hell of a lot more of that going on and i think it's a brilliant idea yes um when when my friend and my business partner tanya got in touch with me and told me about it i was like i thought this would be so amazing you know and I think I was a lot more excited than she was because my mind just went miles because I was thinking it would be so fascinating to watch the journey of, you know, the two. And um I can't wait to see the results because I would definitely love to be able to bring them on your show to, you know, to share about the experience yes, and everything. Oh, certainly. That would be wonderful and, to do a whole uh, series on it. Yeah, a whole series <laughs> of it. That's it. Um yeah, so it's definitely really good to um to incorporate men um in everything that we do 
and also stop seeing it as you know men do this and women do this yeah. and seeing it as a whole humanity concept right. um being able to move in this journey as one rather than as you know i'm this and you're that i think that would be uh the best way to go forward rather than in in any other sense yeah I because in in this journey we'll need both you know we need both, both of us to, yeah. to be able to make the difference we need both of us to bring the balance as you said yeah and you know also look at it as a precursor if men and women are coming together and finding a language to communicate with each other all of a sudden now you can look at well we can transcend color we can transcend yeah. religions we can yeah. transcend other certain practices because now we've learned to have this dialogue that that can go through you know the differences and find some commonalities from which to springboard from you know ultimately as human beings i don't care if we're black white pink yellow or polka dot or or you know man woman or, or um bisexual or whatever the case is fundamentally we're all looking for the same thing in life we want a purpose we want to be able to serve humanity we want to be loved and we want to be able to love and we want yes. to want to know we're secure in life and we're valued in life. Yeah. Those fundamentals are in everybody. But we, we just go about it in different ways due to our societal dictation, faith dictation, yeah. or, you know, most certainly, you know, the way we treat each other. And if we start treating each other with more respect, care and kindness and love, we will actually create societies that work from that same space. Yes, yes. Uh, the the big word for me actually is love. Yes. We really need to start yeah because as long as you've got love everything else comes in place because it's hard to love someone you don't respect. So I think when when we understand that we we're, we're all in this journey together when we totally understand that um no one is better than anyone else that we're all going through this life trying to discover ourselves and wanting this day to be better than the previous i think when we all understand the basics then you know just strip everything else off strip off the competition strip off everything else that everyone goes through and just go back to the basis which is love and acceptance i think yeah. would be able to do a lot more yeah yeah exactly and you know first and foremost though you have to have love of self you know you, yes. ca you can't bring to the table a him a hate for you um you need to be willing to do the work to you know um re reprogram start being kinder and more nurturing to yourself learn to forgive yourself let go of things that um aren't, were imposed upon you and learn to find that love of self because when you bring that love of self to the table now you're truly bringing a gift yes um one of what you know two two remarkable events we had last year um you know speaking about the the love and everything we had a time to heal a time to heal was so remarkable and um heart to heart telling your story there are two two different angles one was being able you know standing there and having you know different people tell their story and the atmosphere in the room just changed and it felt like everyone just dropped the you know the the facade everyone just mm -hmm. dropped down the walls they dropped down the veils and everyone was able to be so real with each other and to be able to look within themselves because at the end of the day when someone tells their story it's not about them they're just telling you about themselves so that you can look within yourself and find those areas that you haven't dealt with that might be hindering you from being able to do amazing stuff or that might be hindering you from showing love to the next individual it could be anything but in 
it still hinders you. And when we had those two events, it was so good because the, the women just let go. They literally just dropped the veil and people were able to address what, what was within them. Initially, it was only supposed to be for um, five speakers, but all the women, the event ended up being a lot longer than it was. All the women ended up telling their story and talking about things that they haven't forgiven themselves, you know, about. And it was so amazing just watching the whole room as people just embraced themselves. And, you know, they the women left the room just loving themselves for who they are and being inspired by those who spoke to be able to be themselves and to love themselves and accept themselves, let go of the mistakes and embrace the new day, the newness that the new day brings, which is you bring, you're having hope to the new day. You have an opportunity to live your life the way you intend to live it without holding on to yesterday's mistakes. It was so amazing. I mean, I, I wish I could do this every Yeah, <laughs> totally liberating. And that's, you know, what we need to see more of. So many people yeah. carry around their lives the sense of guilt or failure because somebody else imposed something on them and they couldn't live up to it well it was never theirs in the first place you know we have we we're with ourselves for the rest of our lives and we need to be in a space where we love what we do we love who we are and we love why we do it and you know that's the journey of life and when we step into that space that's when we're truly stepping into our own empowerment and you're here to do what you're meant to do and if somebody else wants you to do something else well that's their their you know their thing it's not yours yeah you own yes. what your gift is. You know, use your gift to help humanity. Don't worry about whether somebody else thinks it's good enough or big enough. If it's your gift and you're contributing to humanity, that is a very beautiful gift that's helping the world. Yes, definitely, yes. Um, I, I, always say, I, I always say to people, um, you know, every single person has got their own expectation of you. Yeah. And every single person will expect you to fulfill that expectation. And I always say, do not be afraid to disappoint because you have to be true to yourself and you have to be yourself, which means at one point in your life or in every single day of your life, you're going to disappoint someone who had a certain expectation of you. Because that's what people are like. They yeah. place their expectations upon yourself. And if you're not careful, you start living your life based upon people's expectations, which is really insane, you yes. know. And because you don't live up to their expectation, then all of a sudden you're not good enough. Yeah. And this is what is plaguing society. Because someone thought you're not good enough based on their, you know, their, their expectations on you. So every single day I always say, do not be scared to disappoint people just disappoint them every single day because the more you disappoint them the more you're living your truth because it's you you matter yeah it's what about you it's it's all about how you live your life you know you're not obligated to right. other people as long as you love them that's all that's needed yes and if they're unable to see you it just means that they're not far enough along the journey yet and you know exactly. one day they may be able to see you in your truth and maybe not but you can't let that hold you back you have to propel yourself forward. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so other than the, the, the business course, what else have you got going for 2017? Well, um, we've launched the magazine, uh, which is going to be running every quarterly. The next publication is going to be in March. 
and we would love to feature you uh, you know in one of our publications i know march is too soon but maybe the next one because we will be seeing you in march in london right yes which we're looking forward to um so we have the publication every quarterly and we encourage you know people to contact us if they want to be featured their stories want to be featured even the men if they're listening and we will be launching our television show this year finally um which we're really looking forward to because it's going to give us the visuals of people's stories and you know have a deeper insight into their lives which we haven't done for very many women who have been around us so it's just normal women inspiring people in their communities and we want to feature them and highlight them and like i said um they are uh, their stories and you know their tenacity and their strength just inspires me and i would love to be able to share that with you know with everyone everywhere but one of the most exciting things is the organization is going through a uh, trans you know you know we're going through us a uh, uh, transformation at the moment so we will have um the house story matters foundation which now we are partnering and we're collaborating with so many different organizations in in Asia Africa and here in London as well uh we want to do charitable um work which uh, which involves um having sustainable education and um opportunities for women to improve their economic um the economic situation in in poor countries so we're bringing in educational courses that would be able to you know help them with the basics being able to understand you know basic counting and you know being able to do business and then also helping them start their own businesses and being able to run their businesses helping children to go back to school which which means paying for their school fees and getting their school uniform and getting them books which is going to be able to transform the whole community and also just helping to build the communities in a way that um will produce healthy you know healthy people later in life because we will one day this leave this earth and we need to leave it better than we found it so we want our legacy is living is empowering the younger generation the people coming up to be able to live out the legacy that we're going to you know we're going to leave out to them we're going to impart on them as they grow up and also working with uh, an amazing organization in Cameroon that inspires women in technology and we're looking to be able to replicate that same concept all over africa because technology is a huge thing now and i think women being empowered technologically is going to help them in the long run um because we're going into a dig- digital age and we don't want anyone to be left behind yeah. so we're going to be working with the young girls and you know some young boys as well that we would be able to take on we want to empower them and to give them the opportunity to have um technological experience and also to be able to fall in love with maths and sciences you know the the harder topics that you know people assume that girls are not interested in right. and also uh, you know raise their awareness of what is going on in the world with regards to fgm domestic violence rape uh we want to re- revolutionize how people look at it um you quite rightly said about not looking at them in a shameful way but giving them that strength giving them that permission to talk about themselves without labeling them yes. so it it's a very strong message that this happened to me but it's not defining me 
Yes. Um, it's a strong message which is this happened to me, it's not defining me, and this is what I'm doing with the experience I had. You know, yeah. turning that negative into a positive, that's what we're doing at the moment. And also with um, in London, we're going to have uh, a safe house where we're going to have women in the day empowering them and taking them through the any issues that they've gone through and also being able to educate them in different areas you know like um, if they're interested in fashion we'll be able to have people who can take them through you know uh, fashion courses you know the easier courses and being able to integrate them back to society because there's so many women who have actually been abused and they are not safe they don't feel safe leaving their house so for them to leave their house to come into a safe house is a huge step yes you know so these these are things that we're we're looking into bringing in um one side of the organization is going to be an enterprise the other one is going to be um charitable so with the charities we we're working with a lot of um different organizations this year which is so exciting because it means there's so much that can be done to change communities um and hopefully you can you know you can join us in in one of the african countries <laughs> as our media partner obviously um to experience these people's stories firsthand uh, I've, got a, I've got a, an organization for you that i'm going to introduce you to the love ministries um, I think that you're going to be very stoked by what they're doing and who they are and the go-gettingness of them. And, and there's such a synergy between your organization and theirs. Um, awesome. And, uh, you know, it's it's all about helping people who have had the courage to step up against, you know, the regimes, against, you know, the, the dictation of, of, the, of, their nat of their country and look for that equality for all. And, uh, you know, the more we support them, and sometimes the support can be so minimal, but have such a massive impact. impact. So, you know, we really do have to kind of step up and, and go, you know, it's time for us to step out of our own comfort zones and look at how we can help other people. And part of that is be willing to be aware. These things are going on in the world. You don't bury yes. your head. You know, uh, you say, well, what can I do? Well, by being aware and, and paying attention to organizations like yours, you know, if you can't physically be a part of it, well, clearly you can be a part of the funding. You can be a part of the conversation. You know, you yes. can be a part of learning from what you're doing um, and educating other people. You know, I think we're really in an era of proactiveness where we need to take action and not just talk about things or deny things, but step up and say, by talking about it, we're empowering what is possible. By supporting it, we are uh, giving that empowerment to those people who need it. Um, and we are, you know, part of that domino effect that just keeps on building. So, yeah. you know, it's not turning the blind eye, it's being a part of the solution. Definitely. Um, really looking forward to seeing what what synergies are out there. I mean, obviously, you know, 2017 going forward, it's a lot of collaborations and a lot of partnerships to be able to do this. And it's just not for the foundation. Obviously, there's a lot of things we need to do with the enterprise yes. to be able to also fund what we need to do with the organization, with the, you know, with the foundation. We need to um, do a lot of work because um, I know we've covered a lot of ground, but there's still so much to be done. Yes. And... Um, yeah, we, we look forward to, to doing that and, uh, you know, moving forward as 
as immunity, men and women, you know, it, it would be very exciting for us. Yeah, the united community, right? You know, realizing that we're all part of the, this global village and we need to step up and help one another. The more we do, the stronger we become. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's something we're looking forward to. Um, <laughs> it also means a lot of work for us yes. because we... we of the you know the events to to host which we hope we are going to be present in our November event um yeah so this these are things that we're looking forward to this year a lot of work yes but it can be done exactly well I'm so looking forward to meeting you in March and uh, we've been speaking for a couple of years you know in this way with um, articles and online but I'm looking forward to meeting you in person and I've always believed very much in what you're doing and uh, you know hope to collaborate with you in any way that we can because um, you know her story their story our story it matters and the more we keep telling those stories the more we educate the more we enlighten and the more we invite people to be a part of the solution and uh, it's a very very exciting times there's so much possibility out there and it's just a question of all of us embracing it so Thank you so much for what you're doing, love. Will you please... Thank you. Would you let everybody Actually, know... Actually, I always go on your page. <laughs> <laughs> can you um, let everybody know how they can get hold of you um, directly and where all the information is at? Yes, definitely. So you can get... Um, you can actually send us a message on Facebook. We actually respond very, very quick. So that's how story matters um, on our on, on our main page. Or you can actually join our group and be part of um, the amazing group that we have. We are able to um, share things that each other are doing and inspire each other every single day on our group. Uh, you can send me an email at um, harrietkataba at howstorymatters.com or info at howstorymatters.com and I will respond to you really quick. We are on Instagram, we are on Pinterest, we are on Twitter, How Story Matters. Um, we're everywhere, literally, on social media. Uh, just the name is How Story Matters. And the site, of course, is howstorymatters.com. And yes. so all of the uh, programs and everything else that's coming up is featured there. Yes, everything will be featured there. Uh, the website is undergoing a lot of work because of the organization and the .com. So if you're going to be in the near future, if you're going to be getting in touch with me uh, based on the organization, it's going to be .org. But if it's based on the enterprise, it's going to be .com. So it's still the same, harrietkataba at howstorymatters.com or .org. Right, wonderful. Well, thank you yeah. so much, love. Um, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Um, your energy, your love, your passion for, for humanity is just, you know, so invigorating. As I said, I look forward to meeting you in person, working with you in the future. And, uh, you know, let's reach that 350 million women around the world um, in one voice. Definitely. <laughs> thank you for featuring me. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to having you back again. So, folks, remember, it's, um, it is up to us. You know, man, woman, it doesn't matter. We need to step up and bring more balance to the world, more respect, uh, more equality, and understand that we're all in this together. And when we come together, we are so empowering, and we can make so many things happen. So let's leave our ignorance behind. Let's embrace that beautiful knowledge of wisdom that we can uh, find when we come together in unity, in respect, and with love. Until next time, folks, remember, it's up to us.